that hymn is one of, um, it's kind of hard because I think the melody and such make it to where most, most people, especially modern times, would write it off and not consider it important. But uh, if you pay attention to the words of Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence, you will find why we sing that song. <laughs> and it is, it is um, one of the best, in, in my opinion, for sure. We had noticed that if, uh, if you were watching the children's sermon that being uh, blessed is hard work. Uh, holding, holding up the signs there is difficult <laughs> for, for a lot of people. And it's true. Our uh, modern English has changed it from blessed, as would be the reading for King James Version kind of people, um, to blessed. However, there are different meanings for that. Uh, blessed is a one-time action. You were blessed. You know, that, that event was a blessing. It was, it was, you were blessed in that moment. Blessed, what, what does that mean? Continues, right? It's not just a one-time act, but continues on to be so. So uh, it, it is something, we don't have uh, an English kind of version of that tense, but uh, it is a statement that it happened and continues to happen. So blessed are the poor in spirit, just as they were in the past, are now, and will be forever. Blessed. There you go. I just had to add that on. In, in the midst of a world of hashtag blessed, uh, what the difference might very well be. Um, but what I'd, I'd like to kind of ask you about today is, is if you are up for the challenge of actually talking about this. Um, are you up for the challenge? Now, there are a lot of things that are, are challenging about the faith. As I said earlier uh, this morning, that it happens to be a sunny day in Seattle, and you are inside <laughs> on, on a Sunday morning. And that uh, second Sunday in a row that that has occurred, and that is difficult. Uh, the challenge of the faith is something that is real and something that a lot of us live. But what I would like to ask you today is, are you actually up for the challenge of seeing Jesus in the light of the Beatitudes, and really in the light of the Sermon on the Mount. Now we are, we are used to seeing Jesus in the certain light of being our Savior, that is, the one who has gone up onto the cross to die for our sins, and we can be okay with that at times. We certainly see the benefits of it. Uh, we are used to seeing Jesus as our comforter, the one who comes in the midst of our tribulation and trials and comforts you there. So, so in the midst of our sickness, our, our God is the one who heals us, the one who comes into our life at that time. But what I'm asking you is to see and to be challenged by the Jesus of the Beatitudes. That is the Jesus who is also our teacher, who has come to teach you. And to lead you. And that might not sound like a new challenge. And because certainly we have, have taken our Lord to be our teacher for a long time. We speak his words every Sunday. Hopefully you're reading them every day. You're concentrating and trying to figure out how to do that. But the challenge is our reception. I say this because these days, 
the church has often bought into certain problems. See, the teachings of our Lord as a great and perfect way to make your life better. To teach you how to be that perfect husband. And that perfect wife. That the purpose for our Lord is to hand us kind of the secrets of living a blessed life. And so our Sundays and our churches become a place where that is what we actually talk about. So my challenge in seeing Jesus through the Beatitudes and hearing his teaching is to actually see that Jesus, as he is teaching, is teaching less about how you are to be perfect and how you can be perfect, to more about how he has come into your life to do new things, and to bring you something different. That is my challenge. And the Beatitudes are a teaching on how the kingdom of God is different from the kingdom of this world. How that kingdom comes into your life. There are some who have even taken that to be something different. So we, we have the different groups, even within the Christian church, who, who take this as a way of meaning that they, as part of the kingdom of God, are to be completely separate from the rest of the world. So you have your, you have your Mennonites, and you have your Amish, and you have your Hutterites, and you have all of those who build up their separate kingdoms so that they do not have to deal with the rest of the world so that they can retain their perfection. They can live this out without any sort of disturbance by the world. And I can tell you, as, as a young father, that sounds really nice. Because I am terrified of what my kids will see and what they will experience. And so I certainly have... This, this part of me that wants to pull them out and wants to kind of keep them at home and, and keep them guarded against the rest of the world so that they can be that perfection. <laughs> but I challenge you to see Jesus preaching on the kingdom of God as it comes into this world. That hymn we just sang was a hymn preaching of the kingdom of God coming into this world, descending to be among us. And one of the first things that is shared about this kingdom is blessed. Now, um, let me ask you then, or at least prep you to be challenged to hear what the Lord has to say. Beatitudes are, are difficult to wrap our, our minds around, and, and it's not for any sort of out crazy reason, but if there's anything we know, that those that inherit the world are those that take the world and make it theirs. If there's anything we know, especially these days that we live in, for to retain power is to be aggressive in power. Not to be peacemakers, 
it seems we've run tired of that. We know certainly that the world teaches us something that is completely different than everything that is spoken about in the Sermon on the Mount and especially within the Beatitudes. But Jesus still says them clear as day and repeated for us often. Blessed are you who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are meek, for you shall inherit the earth. The challenge that Christ issues us in the Beatitudes is that it is both describing us and telling us what it is to be in the kingdom of God. It is both the now and the not yet. It is that, that hardship, that, that tension that we live in of being something, but knowing that something more is coming. And so Jesus here in his preaching of the Sermon on the Mount describes to us everything that you are. Newsflash, you are the poor in spirit. You are the meek. You are those who actually know and feel grief and mourning. A description of who we are in this world. If you turn on your news app on your phone and you are not mourning, I don't know what to tell you. If you are not one who has not realized that you are not the most powerful person in the room, may I point you to Matthew chapter 5. For here we have the most powerful ever. We have the one who could have the potential to be the most boastful. The one who can silence enemies and aggressors with just a blink of the eye. But yet he has come in the most humble form, in the meekest way possible, amongst poverty. And he calls us the poor in spirit. Because he can see our spirit. He can see that even in the times when we feel our strongest, even in the times where we feel that we can brag about our faith or brag of our relationship with the Lord, we are still in our poverty of spirit. Because even when we are at our best, to be at our best means we realize how much we need our God how much we need His Spirit, how much we need His wealth and inheritance, and not our own. So the challenge of the Sermon on the Mount is that it's describing who we are and then telling us to feel blessed about it. And blessed are you. Blessed are you who are poor in spirit. Because in that poverty, 
we find that the Lord has brought us our wealth. A wealth that does not make us rich in this world. A wealth does not give us the power that we so seek and desire. Not even in the world. Not even here in our church. But a wealth of the kingdom of God. Of a kingdom whose throne is made of a cross. whose king sits in the place that he suffered. Suffered not, not even in triumph, but as a criminal. In the most humbling, most poverty-stricken kind of way. We want the teachings of Christ to teach us how to be more than that. And all Christ tells us is to be like that. is to find ourselves like that in His kingdom. So that as we do, we discover also what it means to be blessed. You cannot receive if you think you have everything. cannot be blessed by God if you think you've won it, if you think you've made it, if you think you are the one who deserves it. But rather, this is a kingdom that is made by the likes of us, made up of the poor in spirit, of the mourners, of those who suffer and face their own persecutions, those who are seeking to make peace, not just in this world, but peace in our lives, peace with our God, peace with our neighbor, peace even within our families, at the risk of being exposed as someone who is poor. Beatitudes are not just a description of who we are, but in Christ, how we are to be. Because that's what the kingdom of God is. Now hopefully this presents some sort of challenge for you. Hopefully this does, because hopefully you have also recognized that I have no power of becoming poor in spirit. My better angels always describe to me of how great I actually am. And that would be the truth. If God's teaching was about how you could do it. But remember what I said the challenge of receiving Jesus' teaching is about. It's about receiving what he says he can do in your life. What he has already done. What he will continue to do. And what he will do forever. The Lord has, has placed on us a, a gentle statement of, of requirement. A gentle statement of what it is to happen in our lives. 
but it is because of his spirit that he has given us. I found myself over this past week struggling quite a bit and, and really wondering if I can do it, if I can make it, if I, if I can be the one for different scenarios in my life. You know, we're coming out of January, and I've already talked about this. And I heard a preacher say that if we were to hear God's word of how we were to do it by our own power, we all would be failures. But to hear his word, to receive his teaching, we know it can only be done by his spirit. The Beatitudes aren't handed to you to say, now go and do as well as you can, and therefore you will become part of the kingdom of God. No, it is being spoken to you as people who have already received his spirit and been brought into the kingdom of God. As people who have already received this gift of poor in spirit. This gift of the kingdom in your lives. And so it is not about you achieving your rank of poverty, but it is actually about you letting Christ rule amidst your poverty. Praying and receiving Him into your life. So that as we hear these words spoken to us in Matthew chapter 5, we are not defeated in our poverty, but we hear, you are the inheritor of the kingdom of God. For yours as the meek, the world shall be, for he is coming to make it so. In your mourning and in your grief, the Lord will comfort you. You are up for this challenge. Because the Spirit of God is on you now and in your life. And as we hear of our poverty in that Spirit, let us rejoice and continue to receive His gift after gift after gift. For the kingdom of God has been made ours. Amen? Amen.